Saki, a former flower shop and boutique owner turned creative business coach. With over 23 years of entrepreneurial experience, I've tried all kinds of things. Some worked well, some didn't. Whether you're just opening your first business or maybe your third or you're somewhere in between, I've got you covered. From opening businesses to branding and niching to rebranding to marketing to managing a team of employees, all while having three babies, to successfully selling a business and then to starting the next one. I'll help you combine the practical day-to-day how-tos of business with empowering entrepreneurial mindsets to create a business and life that feels good to you. I'll help you start thinking like a successful entrepreneur so you can be a successful entrepreneur. If you want to get focused, get organized, be efficient and stay on track and brilliantly leverage that creative mind of yours, join me. If you're ready to feel confident in your business decisions while also feeling more freedom and grace and ease around your business, this is the place for you. I created The Brilliant Creative for business owners who need a place to connect, who need a place to think big and see momentum in their creative business. And I did it because I love creatives. I am one and I love all things creative. From makers to painters to photographers to interior designers to florists and bakers and course creators. I'm here to help you make more, work less and feel good about it. And the coach in me wants to teach you how to navigate all those blocks that are often in your way. Want to make sure you never have to go back to that nine to five? You got to start thinking differently. So join me each week as we help you get clear, get a plan and get moving so you can live the life that you've always dreamed of. At The Brilliant Creative, you get to love your work. Let's begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to The Brilliant Creative. This is episode 14, Life Coaching 101, The Wheel of Life. If this is your first time, welcome. But there might be some brand new people listening today because today's topic is for everyone. Anyone that's alive on the planet can use this life coaching tool I'm going to talk about today. Today's episode will help you move towards having a balanced and intentional life. And one of the biggest words that people start using when they get into coaching is intentional getting intentional about your life. If you feel off track at all, it'll help you get back on track. If you feel like you took a wrong turn somewhere, it will help you find out which way to turn next. If you're feeling meh, this exercise provides some clarity and momentum so you can feel better than meh. You can download today's very helpful diagram and fill in the blank questions at angstocky.com forward slash wheel of life. It's free. It's fun. It's easy. You're getting a little free coaching today, friends. You know, for most of the people that follow me or coach with me or take courses from me, you know, their lives are really good. Their lives, I mean, if you said to them, hey, how's life going? They're like, oh, so good. Really just living the dream. Most often, though, there are just one or two things that they'd like to change about their life. A couple things that they want to make better or shore up. Um, A couple parts of their life that maybe need a little attention. And so... Those are the kinds of people that come to me. No one is um, struggling terribly. I mean, I guess a couple people are coming to me in really hard times of their life, but most often, like 95% of the people are just a little bit stuck, whether they're stuck in business or stuck in life. Maybe they need to make a big decision or they just 
want someone to like kind of be an anchor for them or someone to reflect what's happening in their life back to them so they can see it like through somebody else's eyes. This episode would work well for you if you're in any of those spots or if you've gone through a big life transition. It's another time people come to coaching. Transitions are like moving into a new house or having your house under construction because, whoa, if you've ever (laughs) been under construction, it is way more difficult than you think it is. Okay, um, if you have a baby or you're starting a new business, maybe you're buying a new business, maybe you're closing a business, maybe you lost a loved one, or perhaps you've had a breakup or a divorce. Those are all examples of large life transitions when people come to coaching. You know, after those big transitions, people feel off track. They've often spent so much time in the minutia of their situation, right? All these tiny details and how they feel and this conversation and that conversation. Oftentimes, they've lost sight of just the overall picture. Today's episode is going to give you guys the overall picture of what's happening for you right now. Kind of an assessment of how you feel life overall is going. Whichever spot you guys fall into, wherever life is for you now whether you have a business or don't have a business, whether you're creative or you're not creative at all, episode 14 is for all the people, for anybody who has a life. So if you're listening, I'm pretty sure that's you. And the other thing I want to say about this tool that I'm about to walk through with you guys, it's about as helpful as they come. It's one of the first tools I give clients who are doing life coaching, and it is one of the first tools I ever did when I got coaching so, so, so long ago. You might be wondering, wait, Ange, isn't this like a business podcast just for business people? That's what this is about. Like we we do a lot of business stuff for the creative business owners. This is for you too. And I do do that most of the time. That's like the bulk of my coaching. But I also do some life coaching and it is so awesome and it fills my cup so much. Like I love to have some life coaching clients along with the clients who are business people. And often part of business coaching is life coaching. Keep in mind, if you have a business, it's very affected by the quality of your home life. If life doesn't feel good, it's really hard to do well at work. For example, if your home environment is a disaster, it's difficult to leave your home in shambles and really kill it at the office. You just don't feel good. Your head is usually really cluttered from that. If your health isn't where you want it to be, it gets distracting and work is harder to be excited about. If your body doesn't feel good, it's not in the best condition to do great work. If your friendships aren't working, if they aren't where you want them to be, if your friendships aren't filling your cup, it's hard to feel good. When you don't feel good, you get distracted and it's hard to focus. You can get down. You might feel less confident. You might be lonely, none of which leads to an amazingly productive work life. If your systems at home are inefficient, you end up wasting time, which is frustrating. And then that takes time from whatever it is you want to be doing instead. If a person feels called to come to coaching with me, regardless of the kind of coaching, I'm open to it. Life coaching is a game changer for most people. When your home life feels good, it contributes to an awesome work life. I have one client that coached with me for almost four years, even longer. Her life before was kind of tough. In the beginning, it was pretty, pretty tough. And her life now is absolutely beautiful. She and I did so much good work together. And all of that work filled my cup. To the core of my soul, that is how good our work was together. So on occasion, if somebody feels called to come to me for life coaching, we do it. 
We meet for an intro session, just like my business clients, and we make sure it's a match, figuring out where the client is now, where they want to be in the future, and how partnering through coaching can help them get where they want to be. Most often, uh, we both know if it's a match or if it's not. So on occasion, yes, I will focus on life coaching with a client. Today, I'm introducing the Wheel of Life to you today. So whoever you are, welcome. You can experience a little bit of this coaching for yourself. And this is kind of a DIY coaching exercise. I've created it so that you can do it on your own. You can even print off a copy and have your husband do it or have your mom do it or have your brother do it. Um, I'm going to walk you through it in this episode. And, oh, it's a good one. If you haven't already, want to download it, Wheel of Life um, at anstocky.com forward slash wheel of life. No dashes, all lowercase. If you want to get really fancy, you can have it printed in full color at your local printery. You guys know I'm a fan of the UPS store. And if you want to get really scrappy, you can just draw a circle on a piece of paper and divide it into eight pieces of pie. So if you're sitting there and you haven't printed it yet or you're not going to print it, divide a circle up into eight pieces of pie. And here are the labels that you're going to want for each one. Ready? The first one is family and friends. Family and friends. The second one is significant other or romance. The next one is fun and recreation. The next one is health, then money, then career, then environment, then faith and spirituality. You know, most often clients that come to me are pretty accomplished. You know, they've got life pretty dialed in. Usually they're an expert um, in one field or another, but there's just a couple things, right, that aren't working very well. Let's get clear about what's happening for you by going through the wheel of life together. You'll see the first page is a title page, and the second page has this wheel on it. Now, some of you just drew the wheel, and that's fine. But if you're looking at the document I sent, we're going to start at kind of 12 o'clock, where it says family and friends, and we're going to go all the way around the wheel, and we're going to rate every single one. The center is considered zero. The outside of the circle is considered a measurement of 10. So you'll rate each section of life from zero to 10. If you rate something at a five, you'll put a line kind of in the middle of that piece of pie. If you have a lot of eights, nines, and tens, and you shade in all your pieces of pie, your wheel will look pretty full, right? If you have zeros, ones, twos, and threes, your wheel will look maybe not as full. So take family and friends, for example. If it's not great, you'll be down towards the center of the circle at like zero, one, two, or three. If it's okay, but it could use some work, maybe it's like a four or five, maybe a six. If it's decent, you know, six, seven. If it's pretty dang good, you might be an eight. If it's really quite amazing, it might be a nine. And if it would be pretty hard to make anything better, you're at a 10. Some of my clients will even divide this piece of the pie into two different parts so family and friends can be rated separately. So as I'm rating, what am I thinking? Well, first, for this first section, I do separate the family and friends pie piece. I divide it into two pieces so I can rate them separately. For family, I'm thinking about the following things. My kids. Like, how's it going with my kids? My husband. My parents. My brothers. I have two brothers who love my brothers. My parents-in-law. My sisters-in-law. I'm thinking about my cousins, who I haven't seen for a while. My cousin Dave. I haven't seen him for a while. My cousin Chris. Mel, cousin Mel. Okay. Um, these are people I haven't seen in a while. I'm thinking about my aunt and uncle. And as I think about this as a whole, I'm thinking how full this cup is. Is it really full? Is it as full as I want it to be? 
does this part of life feel good or is there something missing? Is there room for improvement here? Do I want family to feel different than it feels right now? Okay, so rate yourself from zero to 10. For friends, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking this. Which friends do I have? Who am I keeping in touch with? And when do I see or talk to them? Am I talking to who I want to talk with? Or am I defaulting to the people who just live around me or people who post on Facebook most often? Are there some friends in town that I haven't seen that I want to see? Do I want to get more intentional about seeing people that I just love? How full is my friendship cup? Have I been a good friend to others? Do I want more friends? Do I want different friends? What kind of friends do I have now? And how are those friendships serving me? How am I serving those friends? Are they easy friendships or are they difficult? Are there friendships that aren't working well that it might be time to reconsider? What's working in the world of friendships and what's not? Who do I want to spend more time with? Who do I want to spend less time with? Is there room for improvement here? For me, I, for me, Angela Stocky, I've got to be really intentional about planning time with friends. A lot of my close friends live out of town. Lots of them live in the cities. Some live out of state. Some are here, but so many are in other cities. And for me, relationships are a really big deal. Like that is just a currency for me. It's one of my top values. So being intentional around nurturing friendships is important to me. It's not for everyone and that's okay. But for me, it's a top value. The next one is significant other. How are things there? Do you have one? Do you want one? If so, how's it going? How are you showing up in your relationship? Are you the kind of partner that you want to be? How is your communication? Are you guys on the same page? If you have a busy family life, are you making time to enjoy each other? What do you need to have happen in this primary relationship of yours to get your needs met? What's working? What's not? Where are you finding joy in your relationship? What, if anything, would you like to improve on? Rate that from zero to 10, and then go to fun and recreation. I've got a good story about this one. The first time I myself experienced coaching, the coach gave me a wheel of life. This is a common tool used amongst coaches. I filled it out, and I was amazed. I had recently opened a flower shop, and life seemed like it was amazing, like out of control amazing. This dream I had had to open a flower shop and have it work and be successful and people would come and they would pay money for the flowers. I mean, it was a dream come true. I felt so lucky. Surprisingly though, something was off. I felt the need to hire a coach and it turns out my fun recreation was at like a level one. I had enrolled in coaching because I felt out, out of alignment and, and off track and I couldn't ping, put my finger on what the problem was. I realized after doing the Wheel of Life that I'd been working so hard on starting the shop that after 50 or 60 hours of work a week, there was no time for fun or recreation. My fun level was pretty low. I was trying to get all my fun from work. And while work was fun, I didn't want it to be the sole source of joy for me. So after I realized I was only at like level one fun, I made some changes. That's what this tool does for people, you guys. It helps you become aware of what's happening now. Awareness is the precursor to change. It means awareness has to happen first before you make changes. It's unlikely you'll make a concerted effort to change something if you aren't aware it's happening or not happening. Coaching tools very often create awareness and are used as a starting point for clients when they're trying to get clear about what they want to do next. 
You got to know what's happening now so you can decide what do you want to happen next. So what's happening for you in the area of fun? Some of you are really good at fun. Some of you are wondering, what do you mean? I don't understand what you mean by fun. (laughs) Those are the achievers. The achievers, they oftentimes have knit fun into their like every achievement Because for a lot of us, fun comes from our work, our kids, our significant other, our family. Fun comes from achieving things. But get quiet and think for a bit. If you had a cup that was full of fun, what would you have it filled up with? For me, cooking, travel, playing tennis, which FYI, I never play tennis. Hello. (laughs) I could. I could play tennis and it's so fun to me, but it seems seems currently not like the season for me to play tennis. I That's a longer story and perhaps it's a different episode, but there are things that I think are so fun and I'm not doing them. I'm telling you, this is one thing that I kind of struggle with a little bit. Um, what else is fun for me? What would fill my cup? Walks with friends, good conversations, family dinners. I might ski this winter. I might do it. I think that might be fun. And honestly, yoga is fun to me in a group. I currently, I just don't want to wear a mask inside a yoga building. Maybe I should do yoga outside. I'm actually looking right now for some things to fill my fun cup with. Lately, also maybe some more laughing, which means I might need to relax a bit more. Maybe let go of some things. Laughing seems to happen more when I'm not holding on so tight. So there, you guys, I kind of interjected myself in the the fun zone because that's sometimes I struggle with that a tiny bit, a tiny bit. Um... You guys rate yourself on fun. And of course, email me if you have any great ideas for me so that I can have more fun. Okay, that was kind of a joke. All right, let's go to health. What's working here and what's not? What would you like your health to look like now? And how far away are you from that picture? Consider your mental health, emotional, and physical health. Is there room for improvement here? Most everyone's like, yes, there's so much. Okay, next. Ready? Money. How is money going? Do you feel good about your money situation? A lot of my coaching work includes helping clients create a good relationship with money. We talk about positive money mindsets, getting rid of limiting beliefs, which are called money blocks, having money systems and routines that help make money details easier. You guys do know that I work with a lot of creatives and they don't love the money details. Oftentimes they're a little bit more visionary and they like the broad strokes as opposed to the the fine, tiny details of money. Do you have money goals? Do you want them? Are you confident about where your money is and what it's doing for you? Do you have experts? Do you have like money people that advise you? Do you feel good about what's happening with money now? Does it feel organized and on track? Or is there a lot of room for improvement here? Or maybe there's just a little. Go ahead and rate yourself. Next is faith and spirituality. How about this part of your life? Is it where you want it to be? Is there something you want to be happening that's not happening? Go ahead and rate yourself here. Next is physical environment. This is your home, your yard, your deck, your garage, your front porch, your closet, your bedroom, your kitchen, your floors, your rug, your entryway, and your walls. It's everything surrounding you when you're at home. The way your physical environment feels to you dictates a lot of your behavior in that environment. It's a top value for me. I'm a way better mom, wife, daughter, friend, and coach when the house is neat, clean, airy, and organized. I'm not really at my best unless the house feels good. How about career? How is this going for you? How is your work? Do you love it? Do you hate it? 
When you find yourself thinking or talking about work, what happens in your body? How do you feel? Do you feel stressed, happy, excited, joyful, hopeful, on fire? Did you know that if you don't love your job, most of us can tell? Possibly even before you say it out loud, it's likely that you exhibit signs and symptoms of not liking your work before you even are willing to admit it to yourself. So when you finally do say something like, I think I need to find different work, we're not really surprised. And that's okay. It's okay if you're currently working somewhere and it's not feeling good anymore. Things change, values change, people change, work changes. If work is no longer the fun place it used to be, consider changing. One thing I think about careers in general, and I probably have several podcasts for this one, but if you really don't like your job, it is possible that your job is affecting your health, mentally, emotionally, physically. If you really dislike work, I strongly consider that you think about some other options. If you don't like what you do most of your waking hours, it means the majority of your life really isn't very fun. If life is no longer fun, ask yourself, what would it take for life to be fun again? If work is the main issue, and that's one thing that's got to get out of the way, ask yourself, is it possible for work to be fun again? And if so, what would it take for work to be fun again? If your answer is, nope, there's no possible way work could be fun again, what needs to happen for you next? If you could wave a magic wand, what would happen for you with your job? And what would it take to make that thing that magic wand request a reality. These days, there are a lot of options and opportunities to have a job that you love. What would it take for you to get to that place, to have a job that you love? Okay, gang, I think that was the last one. How did you do? Did you rate everything? Take a look at your wheel and notice what's happening. This is a pictorial representation of what's going on in your life right now. It's today's assessment. Good job. Next, let's figure out which ones, which parts of life you'd like to be different really soon. Which two sections of life would you like to get focused on first? Choose those, write them down in the blanks, and decide where you want them to be instead. You're also going to choose a date for when you want the improvement to have occurred. For example, you want your money to change from a 6 to a 9 by February 28th, 2022. Then you're going to determine what you think you need to do to go from a six to a nine. You're going to write these down in those big boxes where there's numbered one through five. This is where you can brainstorm or make a list. After that, I'm going to give you guys this homework on your own. You're going to complete the fill in the blank reflection questions about this exercise. These are golden. This is like the true DIY part of coaching. When you're done, I just want you to enjoy. I hope you will have become aware of some things that you can celebrate now and also some things that you want to change. If this was particularly helpful to you, will you take a minute to tell others about this podcast by sharing it with someone you think would benefit from this episode? Or take a minute to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's particularly helpful so others can find and benefit from this free do-it-yourself coaching experience. And if you're here at the end, congratulations, you probably completed your wheel of life. Enjoy your newfound clarity. I hope it leads you towards your next best steps in life. I'll see you guys in episode 15. Until then, bye.